Welcome, everybody, to episode 64 of the Chamberlain and Chad podcast, the finest podcast in the entire world on any subject whatsoever in any language. Uh, I am Chance. I write the games of Chance.blogspot.com. With me, as always, is Chamberlain. Chamberlain, how are you doing this week? I am suffering through a slightly skunky beer. Skunky beer? Well, it's been sitting around for a little while, so it's starting to go. It just, I never... It's taken me a while to get through all my beer from Christmas because I got so much free beer. I never but really got, in, got into beer. Like my whole, my whole, like I've I've drunk beer, I've gotten drunk off beer, but it it was always like, why am I drinking this when you could be drinking like whiskey or scotch or like an, like a, like alcohol? That's the whole purpose is to get drunk. No, it's not. If I could drink any beer that tasted good, I'd drink nothing but that. I mean, you know, yeah, I like, like the beer buzz. got really, really good in the last six or seven years. This is true. This is very true. And there's so many different choices now. You could not drink the same beer a week and never run out. Like there's, there are two new microbreweries in Durham in Durham <laughs> this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because and the last want. couple were fantastic. We're, I don't we're, know. You're we're still good. drinking beer. I never, I never got to that place where like, and I know it's a thing. You know, after a hard day's work, you come home, you crack a beer, or you know, a beer with your pizza, or a beer with your burger, or something like that. There are people who just crave that. And I, I, I don't. Like, I just don't have the taste for it. I'm, I'm never like, man, I need a beer. That's fine, because that's my beer. dad's thing, and he's pregnant with twins at 66. <laughs> yeah, See, there's I, different I had beers for different beer times. Yeah. It's, it, it's creepy, man. It's like a giant tumor just growing on someone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like, when you touch I've, it, it is hard as a rock. I've had nightmares. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, joining us, of course, is Alex from dailycrackpot.blogspot.com. Alex, how's, how's it rolling? Uh, pretty good. I'm shocked. Shocked. Yeah, okay. I want to get right into this shit because Alex is telling me via email and comment that Mass Effect Andromeda is actually worth not playing Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a concept that, frankly, I find offensive. That offends me. (laughs) I I get that, but please know I'm a Mass Effect diehard. I'm down for even mediocre Mass Effect. I almost read one of the novels, put it down, it was awful, but I tried Ooh. to. Ooh, okay. Some God, restraint was, was shown. But no, this is more Mass Effect, and it's basically, it's the first game again, but better. And I'm actually really down for that. Because in retrospect, the first game had problems. It a had lot of problems. vestigial abominations mm-hmm. grafted onto its face. Yes. But now there's actually shit to do on those planets. Okay. Well, the whole thing is doing shit on those planets, pretty much, right? And that shit's pretty fun. The combat's never been better. It's the apparently it's the crew that did the multiplayer for Mass Effect Three, oh, and that my. was really good multiplayer. It was, yeah. Like it, it sure, it sure stood the test of time for the community. But um, when I think open world games, to me, fall into two camps. There is the the Bethesda or the um, the Witcher open world, which is the narrative is really compelling, and that's why you suffer through this really shitty combat. And then there's the uh, Dying Light and now Horizon open world, or the infamous open world, where what you're doing moment to moment is so fucking fun that you just don't want to stop. And is the combat in this actually, like, in the latter camp here? I really, really like it, mostly because it, it has this humongous roster of weapons and armor, and buffs and the leveling system is as deep as I've always wanted it to be. The classes you choose come with like class specific powers that change the way you play entirely. Cool. The infiltrator now, like when he uses a scope, can see all enemies behind cover. And when he like, you know, 
dashes, he turns invisible. Oh, nice. It, 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 it's, it plays completely differently from another class you choose. There's eight of them. You can switch them out. You can respec. But it, uh, it, so at any time you can become a different class? Like you yeah, if go you back drop to ship, down some money. Okay. But, okay, but, but everything you're describing about what makes it cool, those are all RPG aspects. It's all yeah. like stats and gear and, and skills and stuff. But like the combat itself is actually like, I don't know, impactful yeah, and like fun. It's hard and... to explain, but you can feel every 20% difference you just tweaked in your build. Like you can oh. feel, really feel the uh, aim assist that you're getting for the accuracy bonus. You can feel the damage. Uh, the enemies are really responsive. When they get hit in the head, they don't just stagger back. Some of them just like hit the deck immediately. <laughs> and a lot of times that's behind cover and you gotta be, no, fuck off, and you shoot up with your jetpack and hit him with a headshot above the recover. That never gets old. Damn it's it. some good combat. Damn it. Yeah. Now the, the environments looked pretty nice. The environments look amazing. Every texture is amazing. It's just a that fucking, is not fucking true. It that is, is not true. It is a Greek tragedy. That is a lie. It is a Greek tragedy that the face textures and animation are as this as archaic as this. Yeah, because that's why I called it a lie. Because just before we started recording, I went and read uh, an article just popped up on Kotaku about the various sex scenes, <laughs> and so I watched the sex scene with Cora, and I'm watching this. And the when the yeah. lips press together, it is actually quite impressive. Like obviously, someone spent time just That's on those where lips. All the animation. Might yes, be. it really looks that way. And <laughs> they blew it. But when you know, and once once the thrusting is done and it fades to black, and they're lying in bed together, and you are like right in on their faces, and they're like blinking and shit. I am aghast by how shitty this looks. Coming off horizon, like it is, it yeah. it's it's like the it eyes feel, alone. It feels like a PS2 game, and that is way too harsh. It is. It's not. It 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 feels like Mass Effect Three again. But the contrast to it's, what is possible now and what this is, it it is fucking horrific. It's a little better when you have the ultra textures on PC. It's actually kind of nice. Okay. But yeah, you. Put it down the high, and you're like, no, 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 up, 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 up. I'll take the hit. <laughs> it, yeah. So like, once you accept that this, it took it's them not the A game. It took them six years to do this. These guys struggled. They probably went miles and miles in wrong directions for years. And hmm. what has been salvaged is actually pretty damn fun. What is this running on? Is it? Is it Unreal? Is it? It's pretty good. I think no, it's no, 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 what engine? What engine? Frostbite? frostbite? Yeah, this is Frostbite? That's no, frostbite can look freaking amazing. It can, and it does. And they like, still the environments right. are spectacular. But... Okay. But the people... Oh, the armor looks great, too. The armor's... off. So this is a game you're going to leave the helmet on all the time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, engine is Frostbite 3. So, um... Uh, yeah. Male or female character, tell us about I... your guy... Did him guy. That was okay. a mistake. The Aww. actor's kind of Nolan Northy. Uh, <laughs> he, he's fine when he's being wisecracky, but when he's being kind of a jerk, it's just weird. The actor mm. doesn't really get it. There's a lot of really... I can tell that they just record a line once because like an actor will hit like a tone randomly and you realize, oh wait, they just hit like caps lock in the script. And they realize <laughs> they had to change their voice immediately. And it's it's they needed another year to fix this shit. <laughs> is is the writing any good? It's not great. 
It's right. not bad. It's not great. Don't expect it to be funny. There's like placeholder jokes. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like it's a shit joke just, later. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Pretty much like shit you've heard a million times. Ah. It's just thrown out there, and it's like you need to try harder than this. You need to try harder than we've got company. Come on, guys. Fucking come on. But what we always looked to Bioware for was the writing. Yeah, we're not getting that this time. It's it's okay. So what's what's the reason to play this as opposed to let's say the last gen trilogy? The gameplay loops are great. The loot's great. Uh, the you're in your on ship merchant is random. Hmm. That's Ooh. pretty cool. Uh, there's some away missions you can do that you can also play in multiplayer. They get you like uh, uh, random loot crates for the actual in game stuff. That's pretty fun. Um, again, the combat and the team the teammates aren't really that important now. Because you can't control their powers directly, mm-hmm. but wait, they're good wait, characters. Wait, wait, wait. Just, and there's just some good conversations. Oh, hold on, wait. Take a step yeah. back here. Hold on. You can't control your teammates. Yeah, there mm-hmm. there is like can... no freezing and doing an awesome combo now. No, you can what? do that. You can direct them physically. You just can't control what they do directly. You can oh, tell them to go places, but that's it. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. pausing it and giving and queuing up like the old Kotor stuff from yeah, the no. first. That's the old Republic. No, you pause no. it. You queue but what up three that actions. means is when you do the class combos, they're a lot stronger because you no. can't direct it when they're going to use it. Luck now or something like that. It's something like that. I'm not. Well, I honestly don't miss it that much. Apparently, okay. they're decent okay. at following up with it. Like not spectacular. Okay, so what it sounds like, what it sounds like to me, what you're saying here is that this is not maybe a great Mass Effect game. But it is a really good game in terms of just the gameplay itself. Oh yeah, set the, in the Mass yeah. Effect universe. The new Mako was great. Yeah, I love driving that sucker. You drive it around and try to find the mineral deposits. That's actually pretty fun. I like flying around in space. I don't mind it. I like how they respect the distance you're crossing. Is it and you're actually flying, or you're just not like picking something on a map and then it? Oh, you, you pick something on a map, and then in first person view, you just, you just start swooping upside down around the galaxy. Zooming hmm. in on planets and shit. Hmm. Like, would, hey, if I got if I got a little wasted, that would be fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm ninety percent certain that's the reason that's there. But not but not that great soul. So far. appreciate it as the beautiful loading screen that it is. Okay. Alex has now planned his Friday night. Yeah, I'm I'm playing a lot of it. Like it just it's got a great loop and great loot and yeah. awesome guns. Okay, and ways so, to mod those guns. So two of us have at this point played Horizon. Now that shit. Speak speak to us on Horizon. What are your impressions on Horizon? Because my impression of your impression of Horizon is that you dropped it like a hot potato for the 7 out of 10 Mass Effect. Well, but in his defense, he said he's a Mass Effect I, fan. No, I, I get it. I get it. And in, in my defense, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like, I, I feel, I feel the, almost hurt. The, the, I feel the, almost hurt the by story, that. For as bad as Mass Effect's story and dialogue is, Horizons is worse. You are fucking kidding the me. Actual, Go on. The main story beats are... They're, they're lame. Did you leave? Did you leave the sacred grounds? Okay, that was a nice twist, but I knew that eventually your mentor was going to show up and die in that in the villain's arms. All uh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about the Ross thing at all. Mm-hmm. I feel that the the actual story of Horizon Aloy is just kind of a 
she is she is she is how we get to this place. But the actual story of Horizon is the answer to the question of why is why are we in caveman times and why are there super advanced machines here? And I give them credit for giving you answers really early, fun answers, not enough information, but just a little bit. I like that. But did you did you get to the point where I'm, I'm going to say a name that is perhaps a spoiler? Did you get to the point where you went into a room with silence talking to you? Uh, you mean like? Let's see. I've gotten to the, like the snowy part. Mm, I've just started okay. the snowy parts. Snow the snowy parts. A I story could... mission in the snowy in the snowy parts. Did um... you complete a story mission in the snowy parts? Do you have any idea what actually happened to the old ones? No, we don't. Okay, then, yeah. That's like, a good okay. twist. Oh, it's not just a twist. Like, this story is a mind-blower oh. once it once it gets rolling. But, but like, Aloy herself is, you know, I, I think there was a lot of room for more character there. There are some aspects of her character that I don't understand why they're not there. Like, I don't understand why Aloy doesn't, since she was a little girl, hasn't just loved these robots. Because we, the player, love the robots. You know Guerrilla Games love the robots. Yeah, those and are so someone... amazing robots. Yeah, so, and I feel like she in particular, and it would make more uh, sense. It would make more sense the longer you go into the story. I feel like she in particular should love these robots. She should be geeking out over the details of these robots. Yeah, it's very specific. They despise them so much. Yes, and um, so yeah, the the story does get better, but it certainly isn't um, how to put it. Look, when the it's no Bioware at its peak. No, and. Honestly, the, the Mass Effect, even Mass Effect on a bad day, is way better than Horizon. But um, where it gets to is way better than Mass Effect on. I'm sure because oh, the, the 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 main story beats of Mass Effect have always been shit. Yep. Like writ large, eh, well, they're bad because they want to kill. Who cares? Sort of deal. Yeah. But, so um, it sounds like the dialogue and the actual moment to moment writing in Andromeda is shit, but the plotting is good. Um, the character arcs are good. And okay. the characters have fun moments, and how do I put this? You're running a ship, and that means a lot of um, like day-to-day minutia and like protests and like bureaucratic uh, conspiracies go on. Like it's 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 a lot less overly dramatic, and I kind of like it. Hmm. I kind of like how there's like this kind of work, kind of deep work. space ninety. Yeah, and then there's like, <laughs> solving the first murder of Andromeda. And then the Dominion like shows that. up and you're fucked. No. Yeah. Like, that's, that's fun. Like, it's, it's, it's less intense, and it has more fun. I assume you're playing Mass Effect on your PC. I am. <laughs> Super ultra textures and all. I didn't really have a follow-up question. I was just I was <laughs> in, my, in my head of comparing <laughs> yeah, the no, graphics is, of the two. Uh, it's not fair to compare Horizon to everything. I don't know why I no, do it or not. people do and, it. Uh, it's really like, not. I, I'd like the gameplay a lot more if I wasn't constantly trying to freeze combat and make ammo. I'm getting really sick of that. Well, then you're you're spending too much ammo. Oh. Like, I don't know what the hell you're fighting or how you're fighting it. I must be doing poorly. Maybe. Like, <laughs> get, like give, me, give, me, give me one animal name in the game, and I'll tell you how to kick the fuck out of it! Okay, um, the Sawtooths. Sawtooth, easy. Uh, uh, well, first of all, when you're at low level, um, uh, shock wires and fire okay. arrows... The fire arrows ain't doing dick anymore. I don't know what's going on. No, they do do it. Um, okay. As you get mods, slot in, slot in some plus five fire. I feel like or, I have like shit loot. You you probably do, but you won't get any better until you you kind of hit Meridian. 
the easiest way to do it is to beat all the hunter trials, and then you will get oh, some yeah, of the best fun. weapons in the game. In fact, the best weapons in the game for all their for the various tiers. Um, but uh, soon you're going to meet something called a Ravager, which is a sawtooth with a gun on its shoulders. <laughs> so 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 all you do is you hit it with what's called a tear blast arrow, knock the gun off, pick up the gun, and that thing will take out two Ravagers and a Thunderjaw. No problem. I tell you what, I love how like the enemy attacks are so telegraphed, it's almost turn-based. Oh, the the animation on those, like the animation on Aloy herself and the creatures. It's like a dance, man. If that doesn't win a fucking award, there's it's, something wrong with the world. Oh, like, man, I don't it's like, stunning. But like, I... I with a, na- with a game whose name is Horizon Zero Dawn, and the main character's name is Aloy, the names don't get any better. <laughs> the names are awful, every single one. <laughs> Some of them are, but often there's often there's a really almost touching reason for it. Like, the warriors in uh, Aloy's tribe are called what? Do you remember? Uh, the Braves. but The Braves. Yeah. Now, doesn't that seem a little racist at first? <laughs> it's, I bet it's Atlanta Braves or something. But, um, no, yeah, it's, got, no, it's, it's got nothing to do with that. It's no. it, like once you, once you get to the part in the story, and it's not even expressly said that this is why, but that word is dropped, and your, your brain makes that connection. That's okay. why they're called Braves. But also, it's why really is touching. every single major area in the first quarter of the game start with the name Mother? Uh, mother's be- blank. Mother's blank. Mother's because blank. you're in the Nora territory, yes. and they're a matriarchal society. Mm, it's not as far as they're enough. concerned, all life sprung forth from the mountain at which they make their home. But... Every every everything in there, and that's that's part of the reason why why Aloy was was cast out because uh, as far as they were concerned, she had no mother, and as someone who was motherless, she was an abomination. It's it's all about your mother in this, and as far as they're concerned, all life on the planet came from the mountain. I, I, I don't care the what the explanation is behind it. Like it's a lot of tap dancing, or some bad names. See, they're not. I don't this think is they where are. I wish we were all in the same room, so I could lean back and watch you two lean forward on each other, and you're like yeah, this and this and this, and Alex is like this and this and this, and I'm like, Haha, this is fun. I don't know. I, I feel like if I, if I if this game had gotten me like younger, I'd be way more into it. Mm. I'm really God surprised. Damn. I'm really surprised. I'm surprised <laughs> that like the gameplay didn't just like seize you by the throat. Because even now, I will I will shoot a watcher through the eye and just get a thrill from it. This is this is what Night in the Woods has done to me. Like it, it has raised my charm expectations way too high. Well, I, I, no, nothing is going to beat Night in the Woods. I know, but like I expect a little more now. And oh, that's cool. It's okay. I'm going to hurt Johnson's feelings today, too. So. Oh, I know. I know. Is, <laughs> I'm, I'm I will from all finish sides. Horizon Zero Dawn after Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I have Mass Effect and then Persona. And then you'll come back to it and you'll write action oh games. Oh, my are good. God. I completely forgot about Persona 5. How great yeah. is that going to be? It's going to be pretty good. Oh. But uh, I'm, I'm still playing Horizon. We'll go into what I'm playing for a second. I'm still playing Horizon. Last night, so, I. I just I just struck out and um, I just finished a story quest the night before and so last night I sat down with it and all I do is I just kind of turn my compass this way and I start walking and I'm just going to do whatever I come across and if I see something I want to fight I'm going to fight it and if I see someone who needs help I'm going to help them and I ended up rolling against some of the hardest fights I've ever seen in the game and just kicking the shit out of them because I got that good at the game I came across a herd of what the fuck was it it was uh, two long legs. Have you fought a long legs yet? Uh, those are the deer. No, those are the giant chickens. 
Uh, nope. Okay. Came across two long legs, and they are they are pretty dangerous on their own on a good day. And then I forget what the other one's called. It's like a spear horn or something like that. But it's basically like the highest tier of the grazer class of enemies. Like they're they're not really there to fight you, but they do have giant long pointy horns, and they will impale you with them. <laughs> but they also have ice canisters protruding from their ass. And those ice canisters are kind of are kind of protected by shields if you view them from the front or the side. But if you view them from the back, you can put an ice arrow into those canisters. And if you put an ice arrow into a canister, after a short delay, it will explode and damage everything in the area and apply the freeze debuff to them. They are being escorted by two uh, by two long legs who have two electric canisters on the back of them. So all I do is I creep up on this crew, and there are like, I don't know, eight, seemed like eight uh, creatures in this group. And I, uh, I put one arrow into one uh, uh, shock canister. And they're all just like looking around like, where did that come from? What's going on? Meanwhile, the shock is kind of like sizzling and the, the fuse is burning on. And then, boom, they are all hit by the shock wave. So they all take damage, they all collapse, they're all stunned. So now they're all stunned, so I just walk up. <laughs> one at a time, whack, whack, And I whack. Put, a, put a frost arrow into this one, put a frost arrow into that canister, put another shock arrow into that canister, and then I back up again, because this AoE is going to be quite effective. And then boom, 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 boom! This entire caravan was laid waste with, like, five arrows. That's how you play Horizon, son. I gotta, okay. I gotta watch some uh, Let's Plays. Yeah, and you learn that after how many hours of gameplay? 30, 40? No, no, that's 50? that's that's the first time. Um, no, there's a there is a wait a minute. It's one of the first hunters trials uh, before you leave the embrace. Okay. Is is they teach you that uh, on the back like if you scan this thing it has a canister and it teaches you that there are elemental canisters that if you shoot them with the corresponding element, elemental arrow you will create an explosion. See, I kept forgetting that. I love that chicken fight. Handy dandy. Like that was what chicken fight? That giant chicken. The long legs? Uh, the one that was like being controlled by the dudes that were infecting stuff. Oh, that! Oh, the like, oh, the the corruptor. Yeah. Yeah, that was an awesome fight. And like, did you did you hit him with the with the fire debuff? Again, did you get him again, up? like I kept hitting him with the fire arrows. So it took like thirty to bring him down. Was that supposed to be? The case? You're not trying to bring him down. What you're trying to do is set him on fire. Ah. Once he's on fire, you'll see a temperature gauge on him. Okay. Once that temperature gauge hits the top, a weak point will pop out of his head. I completely missed that. Yeah, then you shoot that weak point, and that's how you kill him. Okay. Handy dandy. Yeah, there's so much... There's that's layers, awesome. and there's strategy to it. And so, yeah, like, when when you're first starting, like, I remember creeping up on a herd of just those little grazer mount-style things and being scared of them, because they could hurt me. And the difference between what you can do at the beginning of the game and what you can do with, like, fairly similar skills at the end of the game, just to kind of experience and know-how and strategy, it's huge, and it's hugely satisfying. I do need to give it a fair shake. I'm being well, a dick. I, I admit it. No, you're not being, you're not being a dick. You love, you love Mass Effect. That's Never not something I can hold against you. Just because I feel a bit hurt, that's okay. The puzzles okay. are good now. We can. There's space Sudoku within Alien Language, and I kind of love it. Yeah, I heard about that. And I'm not looking forward though. to that. I don't want to try that at all. There are bypasses you can buy for a reasonable amount of money. Good. But I did try Momodora Reverie Under the Moonlight. It's pretty sweet. It's not bad. 
Any questions? Say that three times fast. Pretty sweet, not bad. Any questions? Pretty sweet, not bad. Any questions? Pretty sweet, not bad. Any questions? Nah, the title. Momodora, Reverie Under the Moonlight. Momodora, Reverie Under the Moonlight. Momodora, Reverie Under the Moonlight. Bravo. Bam. <laughs> What's oh, it is do? nice. It's it's um it's very it's simple but lovely. Um, I don't really know how else to describe it. It's very uh, um it's it's very retro. Did we lose Chamberlain and now Chamberlain's back? Yeah, he's gone. What happened? My mic dropped know. for a second. He just left. Oh shit! I well, think my because uh, I was talking and no one was listening. I'm like, well, fuck you guys, and I realized that no, nobody can hear me. I <laughs> no, I said Momodora Reverie under the like moonlight. four times. I heard. I was imp- I was, was impressed really by that. Yeah, yeah. Thank We're going to keep Thank all of this because that was a true moment there of linguistic proficiency. I never took a single elo- elocution lesson. <laughs> yeah, the word though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's really nice. I do really want it on my Vita. I feel like this would this would be a really nice game to snuggle into. Um, its its map seems really huge, but it tells me I'm, I've like explored forty percent of it. So maybe it's way shorter than I'm expecting Aww. it to be. If uh, that being said, I have passed by a bunch of things that I couldn't access at the time, and now I have like an air dash, and I can transform into a little kitty. <laughs> so you're looking at some Shante style backtracking at this point, which is okay. No, no. To compare this to Shantae is a terrible insult okay, to this. Okay, then I won't do that. Um, where, where I really didn't feel like the combat in Shantae felt like anything, and I really didn't feel like the platforming ever actually felt like really comfortable uh, 2D platforming. Like, you remember how when you picked up um, Rogue Legacy, it just felt oh, right. Oh, yeah. Rogue Legacy was perfect. You pick up... Sh- yeah. Yes, and you pick up Shovel Knight, and just the way he moves mm-hmm. just feels right. Uh, that's how that's how uh, Momodora feels Ooh, to play. Okay. It feels it feels really, really kind of snappy and nice. There is a bit of um, how to put it. There's a bit of wind up to all of your strikes, so you can fuck it well, up. Well, as long as it's consistent, and you can learn it. That's okay. Yes, yes, and uh, and the enemies are are nicely lethal, but you are really lethal. Hmm. Uh, the animation on the player character is really nice. The animation on all the enemies I've fought is really nice. I already killed that boss where it's basically like this this giant woman in a spaghetti strap tank top, <laughs> and she's like all like all you you're just seeing her from the chest up, and she's filling the screen, and you were literally like beating on her boobs the entire fight. Does okay. it make bongo yeah, sounds? Yeah, I don't. No, <laughs> no, but uh, but it is it is almost like kind of a, a traditional two D screen filling fight where you're not really it doesn't feel like you're fighting her at all you're fighting the environment that is being conjured around okay. you and you're just trying to survive that while you whack away at her cleavage massive chesticles yes. okay <laughs> and uh, but me- mechanically the fight was good because you really have to you have to lay out as much damage as possible while evading all this shit all over the screen. Uh, it was really nice, and the world itself is really beautiful. Like, um, again, the the easiest thing to compare it to in terms of how it feels is stuff like Rogue Legacy and Shovel Knight, but it looks really good. It looks like someone took Bloodborne and turned it into pixel art in terms of the environment. Ooh. Yes, it's quite nice. It is quite nice. nice. It is. <laughs> it is quite nice. And uh, the only reason I haven't just kind of powered through it is because of Horizon. But if this thing ever lands on Vita, I'm going to snuggle up with that for a long time. I really like this moment. Cool. It's really quite nice. So, uh, Chamberlain, I, I shudder to ask what you've been playing this well, week. Well, okay, three quick ones here. I did finish Zelda. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the the final area, the the actual 
Ganon boss fight was very well done, but not very difficult. There were two sub-bosses before him that would take me from 14 hearts down to a quarter heart in one hit. Um, so you had to basically be That's perfect with those. And I mean, but you hadn't upgraded. Your it, armor, it, was, right? it was honestly, it was my fault that they were that hard because I had not upgraded my armor. I'd only found two fairy things, and even then, I didn't upgrade my armor as much as I could. I just was kind of done with the world. I wanted to finish it. So had I gone and aimlessly wandered for twenty more hours, it would have been easier. But at least it was possible for me to beat them in the condition that I was in. So it it, it comes down to that the dodge has a pretty wide window and once you figure that you can almost mash dodge you're going to be okay it's not i mean i played bloodborne and i know that dodge has a much tighter window of actually making it it's work it's pretty generous in bloodborne actually uh, like i compared so to this this is like hit, a lot of invincibility yeah oh, tons of tons of invincibility frames and then when you get it right it triggers like a, a attack where you can mash the sword button and you just hit them about five or six yeah. times that's how people yeah. are speedrunning the game in 45 minutes they just run through the first part and fight these guys, and then Ganon's not too bad. So, I mean, it's done. I can honestly see myself going back and finishing out the areas that I haven't been to when there's time, which won't what? actually happen. Because... That, no, that, that, that conflicts with everything I know about your but, character. I know, I can see that now, but in, in, another, in another couple of weeks, I won't feel that way anymore, because I'll be far enough removed from the game that I won't have any allegiance to going back to it at all. So, it's done, I'm fine with it. I don't need to play any more Zelda. I got that off my chest. Now, divorcing ourselves from uh, from Minnie Chamberlain's affection for it, do you feel that this was worth the monetary investment? No. Thank not, you. Not worth the switch. No. Wow. No, it was not. It was not. Ouch. The the, the boy is enjoying it, which makes me happy. I, I think down the road, when there's more stuff for me to do with my switch, I'll be happier with it. But right mm. now I'm going, God damn it, that was kind of a waste of money. Yeah, a lot of indies are getting announced for Switch. They are, and, and there's a lot of stuff I'm actually interested in that I will buy on the Switch as opposed to buying it somewhere else. Because it's going to look the yeah. same on all three. I might as well be able to take it with me. Yeah. So. But that, I, I, I'm kind of bothered by the the layout of the analog stick in the D-pad on the it right It doesn't hand fit my joystick. hand. I mean, I put some pictures up in my blog where it actually, it, I mean, in order to get it to work, it hurts. And that it may be because I've been playing video games for 30-odd years, and it may be because I rock climb once a week and my hands are a wreck, but I, I, I can't make it work. So it's pretty much pro controller or nothing for me. And the pro controller is okay, so it doesn't bother me too much. But, I mean, like you said, there's a ton of indies coming out for it. It's not like I'm not going to get used out of the system. It's just it's not going to get used right now. It's like I still need to buy Shovel Knight, which I haven't done yet. And then there's that um, the fast RMX is a good replacement for there not being an F-Zero game right now. It's supposed to be pretty good. I may pick that up. So there's other stuff to play. Hmm. But I'm done with that. Okay. Um, then I got a text from a friend saying, hey, there's a shmup on sale on, on, on PlayStation 4. You should check it out. It's called Caladrius or Caladrius Blaze. I'm like, all right. I, Never I looked it. at it. It's like six bucks. I picked it up, and it's just a vertical shmup. And as a shooter, it's not bad. I like, I like a vertical shmup every once in a while. The problem with the game is that uh, the left-hand side <laughs> is full of softcore porn, it. and I did not realize this. <laughs> and it, it's really, really super uncomfortable stuff. Like, you get hit, oh and you see a picture of, like, your avatar's clothes being knocked off. 
It's uh, super I, bad. I find that deeply it's, offensive. It's, I could never it's play something really, that includes I mean, that. no, but see the thing, it's not even fun. It's like it's like like leering and creepy. It's just ugh. and there's achievements yeah. for when you see all of their clothes being knocked off, which is a, it's a shame because sh- as, as a shooter, it's not bad. It's worth six bucks. So that was my. Is it just not bad, or is it a fun shooter? It's just not bad. It, it, in a, in this, a, is, this is a good time made worse by this. It is. It's it's a good time made distracting by this stuff that doesn't need to be there. By by the old Japan, I could deal without the. I, I could do without the old Japan and just play the shooter because you don't really get many shooters anymore. I know. So true. I mean, in in a world where I can still go back and play, um, well, near two kind of. Well, no, mm, that's not nearly bit. this bad. So. And then after that, I was all excited to play a game that Chance Gravity loved, Rush 2. and I, so I picked up. So I'm playing Gravity Rush Two, yeah. and and I I completely understand why Chance fell in love with this because it ticks off many of his boxes. What are, what are those boxes? Your, your boxes, boxes are, are clever character design. The, the cat is a, is an interesting character. Not interesting. Just, yeah. She's incredibly cheerful, incredibly positive. As a character, she as she moves through the environment, she is very well animated. She the is. the cities, the different areas of the city are 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 well visualized and different from each other. You've got like the main the yeah. main. Um, Market area, and then above that you've got the rich area. Yeah, and then below that you've got the slums. They all look very, very different. Um, The the idea of being able to just like lean off the side of one area, fall for a few seconds, and be in a whole new area of the city—that's pretty cool. I do like it. Yes, it it actually smacks very much of Skies of Arcadia, where there's no ground. I know. I mean, I I want to say I'm like like halfway through. I think the bad guys have now captured everybody else and are making me and Raven do their bidding. So I just got Chance will know where this is. I just got the moon power. Yeah, that's that's the most interesting locomotion gets. Yeah. Like you, when you get the Jupiter power, all it basically does is you fall faster, mm. which is nice. But where you get the most fun, I find, is if you like turn on moon power, do the forward leap, go 100 yards, turn off the moon power, and skid to a stop. Yeah. It feels yeah. really cool. So my problem with it is that I, I first of all I don't find the way it does your locomotion intuitive the way locomotion it's different from everything else that's ever been yes done. and it still is not clicking with me because like you you hit the r1 button and you kind of float then you point your you point in direction you hit r1 and you fall in that direction and it is falling you can't you can steer yourself a little bit but you can't you're not flying you're falling with style you're, you're skydiving so the problem is if i want to turn i have to hit r1 to stop turn mm-hmm. and hit r1 again and it just mm-hmm. feels so it's it, when I'm trying to pick up all the, all the wonderful pink shiny things from the, underneath the, the islands, it's so tedious because I'm like, R1, turn, R1, R1, turn, R1, R1, turn, over and over and over again to pick these things up. So, well, you, you get better at this, that, but you can, do, you can do things, like first of all, if you're picking up a bunch on the underside, just make gravity that direction and walk yeah, around. I mean, there are, but there are but, ones where they're inside of posts, and you have to kind of... And there, there's things you can do where you don't, uh, you don't hit R1 again, you just turn off gravity. And that becomes like, you know, a 90 degree or a 180 degree turn, mm-hmm. um, depending on which way you're going. And snapping it uh, as fast as you can, or and then jamming on the X button, which gives her her, bur- her burst yeah. of speed to make that hairpin turn, right? Um, what was the other thing? Well, the know. combat is bad. It's, yeah, it's really Combat's not, not good. The, the ground combat is, is bad, and the air-to-air combat, you can, you can target people... 
but that targeting isn't really under your control. So I found that I'll do I'll do her super awesome air kick, and then I'll light up the next one, and it'll like switch right as I hit the button, and I'll go sailing off into the freaking distance, That's ready weird. to turn around. I don't know. Maybe I'm hitting, maybe I'm being too anxious with it, trying to hit him over and over and over again. One thing that's that lets you have a lot of control over that is don't start the kick. Like um, shoot yourself towards them, and then at the last minute hit hit the square button, and you'll transition into the gravity kick, and you won't miss. Okay, yeah. They won't have time. To yeah, there are it. ones that are actually pretty quick that'll actually jump out jump out of your way. Um, yeah. And and then these goddamn stealth missions are so bad. They're yes, they awful. Are. They are and, terrible. And I mean, most of the I want I want to say seventy five percent of the side missions are just dumb. But you got to do them yeah. because sometimes they give you health. Yeah, they're they're and sometimes stupid, they give you an emote and fuck that noise. <laughs> oh, I love taking no, the pictures see, and doing the side stuff. You you got into the the pseudo multiplayer bits of it, and I will never ever touch them because that's filthy interaction with other people. I don't want to do that. I want to play this game. Gross. Well, the only interaction is you rate their picture. That's ah, a waste of time. Or you help them find waste a treasure of time. chest. I want. I'm playing my game, not with somebody else. Yeah, you're gonna hate Dark Souls. So I, I well, that turned. You already, I already hate Dark Souls. Yeah, that's right. Dark Excuse Souls. me. You already hate Dark yeah, Souls so yeah. much. So that that that. Tracks. But but the <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. Yeah, it, it's the same reason that when I played Journey, I unplugged the network card for my PS3 because I'm like, fuck you, people, get out of my game. Um, <laughs> we've had this discussion already, but I wouldn't call it a discussion. <laughs> I call it a condemnation. <laughs> <laughs> True. I said one thing, and you're like, what are you talking about? Um, so it's just I'm I'm playing the game and and. The story missions are okay, and the side missions are like a crashing bore at best and painful at worst, but you have to do them because you don't know what you're going to get, and, and the game feels like it's about twice as long as it needs to be. So you Just just go through the story missions. You don't have to do I the want the help, missions. though. I wish I could tell what the reward was going to be before I did it because sometimes they give you a, a, a talisman, and some of those talismans mm. aren't bad. Some other reason. Yeah, I yeah. stopped paying attention to the talisman after, after like the first quarter of the game. There, I like never equipped another. I have not gone down to do any mining, but you pick a lot of them up there, I guess. I I started doing the mining after I beat the game because I was like, now I just want to run around and kill things. Okay. I mean, I, I I do like that. There's enough of the little pink gems floating around that no matter where I go, I can pick some up. So it feels like I'm always making progress towards unlocking the next skill, but so many of the skills are like, add more more hit to your combo, or this does slightly more damage. She doesn't really learn anything new. Yeah, the skills do kind of suck, but her ground combo gets amazingly badass towards the yeah. end. Like, the, the combo that she pulls off is just like, I don't know how to do I am that. tempted to use that red dress the entire time. Yeah, it's, it's pretty saucy. Yeah, I kind of like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, eventually, if well, you, you'll never get there because you can only do it by participating in the pseudo online stuff. But if, eventually, you can unlock like the casual outfit that she starts the game oh, okay. in. And I'm like, that is way better than that ridiculous black and gold. Yeah, thing. that's pretty silly. <laughs> yeah. And Raven's outfit's like, well, how are you? I mean, truly, you have anti gravity because yeah. you'd be falling out of that thing so quick. <laughs> You've got an anti gravity brassiere going on there. So, I mean. <laughs> I don't. I I made a blog post today that's pretty pissy. I don't hate it as much as as it sounds. I'm I'm going to finish it, but I I really wish these stealth missions just weren't there. I really wish they just were not there, because they're they're not just bad stealth missions, but they're a great example of the worst way you can. Do oh yeah, stealth. they're they're wrong in every way. Yes, 
for for our listeners, these stealth missions, there is no kind of like indicator that this guy has seen something and is coming to investigate. As soon as he sees something, mission over, restart. Uh You have Uh, to do the whole thing again. There is no indication of the path that you have to take to get around all these people who might see you. You're just told, get somewhere kind of in that vicinity. And half the time you can't fly. And yeah, and you're not allowed to use... And so it strips away the core mechanics of the game, which is why we're here in the first place. And yeah, it's just... They're terrible. They're terrible fucking stuff. I just... I want to see the other areas. I know she gets home eventually. I know there's other areas that... That I will get to see. So I want to see more of it. I mean, the, the marketplace looks really good. I mean, I'm surprised that this thing, mm-hmm. to my eyes anyway, has a really solid frame rate. Because there's a lot of shit yep. going on. And the physics, man, the physics that go in that game. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it's, I, I mean, I think it's a seven or eight. I mean, I, I, you know, look, look. Eight. Seven and a half. Eight. Seven and a half. I don't know. Eight. Eight point five. We'll see how, I'll see how I feel when I'm done with it, so. Speak, speaking of number scores, which I know you hate. I do. Uh, uh, Zelda, give us a, oh, give us a number for it. Zelda. Because your description to me is a 7.5. That is about right, actually. That, that 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 sounds about right to me. It's a 7.5. You heard it here, folks. Gravity Rush better than Zelda. <laughs> Gravity Rush looks good. Gravity Rush runs it at does. a better it's frame gorgeous. rate and it at does. a higher resolution. Better art direction. Yeah, I'll give you that, too. Honestly, I, I will give yes. you that. I will give you that, too. Good music. Amazing music. Yeah, it. Re- I mean, I like how each of the areas has its own tune. Like the marketplace has its own tune, and the rich, the rich, man, I want to kick those rich fuckers. Holy cow! I know, right? So, oh my gosh, they make me angry. It's like you have so much fucking real estate up here. Have you visited the slums? And when they do, they yell at you for being poor. Yeah. <laughs> that, that that doesn't you know track America's political climate at all right now. Speaking of America's political climate. Alex, I can't wait for you to come back to the podcast and eat all kinds of crow once you finish Ryzen's story. Because as someone who does take an interest in that shit, you're going to love it. You are going to love it. Okay, as long as the politics get interesting behind the scenes. I'm just, I don't. I've met one character I like. He's that dude that helps you take down the outposts, and that's about it. Oh, yeah, Nil. (laughs) Fuck, Nil's a creeper. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love it. I'm really really looking, I hope you can kill him (laughs) or something. So speaking of politics, and not to inject anything too far off topic... Just because mm-hmm. you guys will like this, I just got a pop-up on my phone from The Hill. FBI has info suggesting coordination between Trump aides Russia. Yep, we know that. No, but I mean, it's oh, like yeah. a report. Uh, Democratic a shift just was crone about an hour ago. Oh, my gosh. It's like, like shit's coming down the pike, y'all. So, that's fun. I don't have any that, I, associated press. I don't see an AP. It's from The Hill. It just, it just, it just popped up on my phone. The hill is usually pretty good. So, but anyway, trust but verify. When you said the hill, I thought you like you got a tweet from Hillary. Clinton. No, that'd be cool. Yeah. No, no, I call her ma'am. We're not in first term, first name basis. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. hell! <laughs> uh, Bill was in my FBI backyard again. Can you get Bill out of my backyard, please? See, uh, you know, it's going to keep on being people connected to Trump who aren't actually Trump. What we need is we need, like, the smoking gun, here's a recording, Trump going, okay, so I'm going to do all this in exchange for 20% or 20 million shares of this uh, this oil company that uh, that Putin runs. <laughs> oh, Vlad, it's so big. Are you sure it'll work? <laughs> it will be fine. Turn your head and cough. No, um, be quiet. 
You'll know when I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we... <laughs> country's fucked. <laughs> we got yes, lots to is. do. But hey, democracy is defending itself a lot faster than I hey, thought it would. Hey, a couple months in. Couple months I thought I'd taste at least six. Yeah. Yeah, Looks like it's going to be four. All right, we got lots okay. to get to. Let's do, unless anybody else has any headli- yeah. stuff to do, let's want to do headlines. 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 Uh, correction, the new Vegas writer whose name I couldn't remember last week is John Gonzalez. Uh, oh. He led the writing team on New Vegas and Shadow of Mordor. Oh, uh, Shadow of Mordor, yes. huh? Okay. That's right. Yeah, no, uh, but, but don't worry. Apparently the story sucks according to Alex. Uh, <laughs> In Overwatch. I, I, I like the dialogue. <laughs> I like the dialogue a lot. I just uh, wish it had an ending. It didn't. It just stops. Yes, just, yeah, yeah, you're right. We're talking about Shadow of Yeah, Mordor? we are. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, in Overwatch news, new hero Orisa has launched. She will be unavailable for use in competitive mode for one week while people get their Orisa legs. Uh, also new to the live server's bunch of changes, uh, the damage on Anna's biotic rifle has been reduced from 80 to 60. All those other healing nerfs from the PTR have not gone to live. Uh, Junkrat's grenades no longer hurt him, which is a massive yeah, fucking buff. That you is can just, huge. You can just like walk into a Reinhardt holding down the trigger and you're fine. But that's uh, the reason I stopped using them, because I kept hurting myself. <laughs> uh, Sombra's teammates can now see her hacked health packs through walls. The cooldown on her translocator has been reduced to four wow. seconds, which is also pretty yeah. big. Uh, the cooldown on Winston's barrier, uh, the, the bubble he drops, now begins as soon as he places it, instead of when it's destroyed, which is also a huge buff. This actually brings him in line with Arisa. Is it possible to have more than one a... out at a time now? No. Okay. No. The, the, in fact, I believe when, uh, when Winston was first introduced, like when the game first launched, or... or maybe as early as the the, beta, the public beta, um, his shield was 1,000 hit points. Mm. And the reason given that they reduced it to, I think it's 600 or 800 or something like that, was because people were always playing Winston stacks, and you just could not beat a bunch of Winstons laying down a bubble, then laying down a bubble, and Wait, laying so down there can only be one Winston on a map or a team? On a team. Okay. In quick player competitive. Huh. Uh, if so they yeah, did that, that for Hanzo, <laughs> so many people would be so mad. <laughs> Uh, the spread on Zenyatta's Orb of Destruction has been reduced to nil, and the recovery animation after using his alt fire has been reduced from one second to point six. so that's a nice little buff for him. Uh, people who play a lot of Zenyatta say he almost feels too powerful now with how accurate his shots are. Uh, Bastion's Ironclad passive has been reduced from 35 to 20%, which means I may actually play Overwatch again. I was not, like, I for two weeks, I just said to my brother, no, I'm not, I'm not fucking with that. My I'm not God, even dealing what's with wrong? It. The twenty percent. Like I'm waiting for that twenty percent. I I need to be able to drop a pulse bomb on a Bastion and kill him. If I can't do that, fuck that game. <laughs> well, uh, okay, so the last nine months been nothing to you. Yeah, yeah, because it betrayed me by giving Bastion thirty five percent damage really reduction in turret mode. I'm not upset. I just I just wasn't prepared to waste my time with that bullshit. Oh, and Horizon. I played a. <laughs> I also Horizon. I played a. Well, actually, Gravity Rush and then Horizon. Yeah. I I credit Gravity Rush with being the thing that like got me off the Overwatch smack. <laughs> like I had not beaten a game since Overwatch came out, except for like fucking Hyperlight Drifter, the only game I beat between Overwatch's launch and well, I guess you could also say Darkest Dungeon was Darkest Dungeon, Hyperlight Drifter. That was it. These two little games, relatively speaking, and then. Uh, Gravity Rush 2, because it's that good, listener. No, Gravity Rush no, it's, 2. It's, it's Check it out today. Good. It's not that good. It, act, no, it actually it is. Really it's still sequences pale in comparison to the rest of the fun you're having. <laughs> That's right. Uh, draws on uh, two capture point maps and hybrid maps should become much rarer now. As uh, like You know when you, when you land on the point, uh, um, a meter starts going up to capture yeah. the point? Yeah, okay. So if you land on that point, that meter goes up a single pixel, and then you get immediately killed... 
and then the opposing team tries to capture that point, but they never hit the point, you win. Because you've got the lead just by a little bit. Because, yeah. exactly. So that's pretty cool. Um, uh, the latest patch has produced a lot of bugs on consoles and PC. Uh, most common seems to be that the game's music will disappear and come <laughs> back, or just completely disappear and never come back, uh, which happens every fucking time they patch it on consoles. A teacher sent a note home to a kid's parents after, quote, Another yes, student yes, took yes, her yes. pencil, and she referred to him as a Hanzo main. <laughs> the teacher writes, I have no idea what this means. However, it was clearly meant as an insult. <laughs> now, there's this That's part awesome. of me that, that because we live in this modern time, the time that we do, I'm prepared to say that, you know, some asshole on the internet just wrote that and put it up there online to make headlines. If this is real, I'd love it to be I real. real. I want that to I be really true. I want real. that to be a yeah. thing. Yes. Bless that little girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, huge Lucio changes are now up on the public test region. Uh, it reduces the area of effect of, of both of his auras from 30 yards to 10 yards, which is huge. Uh, you can see the area of effect of his auras, for his team members at least. Um, the effect of his healing aura has been increased by 50%. Whoa. The speed of his primary fire's projectiles have been, have been increased from, I think it was like whatever the number 50 means. Slow as numbers. hell. Yeah, from slow as hell to slightly faster than that. Um, but apparently Lucio Mainstay does make a big difference. Um, his alt-fire boop now takes into account where the enemy is vertically compared to the Lucio when, when it bumps them back, so that'll be interesting to see. Uh, and his ult's radius, his ultimate attack has been, or his ultimate ability has been reduced from 30 meters to 20. He also wall rides way faster. Um, now, given that Lucio is kind of like the one healer that you are never without in Overwatch, this could have a huge effect on the meta. Uh, this could, you know, start really changing things up, along with Arissa, who is supposed to be an anchor tank that kind of replaces Reinhardt. Uh, hmm. And that's all the Overwatch news. Uh, patch 1.10 has gone live for Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, it finally permits you to buy multiple items by just holding down the button, which is honestly my single biggest complaint about that minutes game. of time. <laughs> A lot longer yeah. than that. Uh, thank God. Um, it was almost immediately repatched with 1.11, which apparently fixes crash issues. It crashed twice on me last night. Um, I have a, <clears throat> I have a legendary quality sharp shot bow that I have buffed for damage, so that, like I can like freeze a thunderjaw and then put three arrows into its weak spot and you know feel all badass. But I want to have a sharp shot bow that has three terror mods on it, so I can use the terror blast arrows and do ridiculous shit with them. So I wanted to have a second bow. And when I tried to buy the second bow, instant crash. Oof. Load up the game, go back into it, walk back up to the merchant, try to buy that bow, instant oh. crash. So maybe this fixes it, maybe it fixes other issues that other people are having, but every time they patch things in the game, they tend to break it a little bit. <laughs> like after, after the first major patch, uh, you started seeing pop-in in the environments more. Uh, 1.10 actually addresses that a little bit, but obviously it broke some other things. Um, the game. Free Raven... Mm -hmm. It is. It is. There's a lot of things that can go wrong. Uh, the Free Raven deal. See, Alex, you've actually got me wanting to try Andromeda now. What the fuck? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I, I would wait for it to come down a little bit. That's I don't want to I'm, like, I'm hoping in a couple a months. There's got to be a patch. Like, you can't patch out ugly. <laughs> I liked the first one. If you like the first one, you'll probably not. like this. I did not like the first one. The first one was See, pretty that's what I'm saying. I don't want to. It's too late. I really like I like the it. first and the combat is so tight, so tight, so good. Uh, the free Raven DLC for Gravity Rush 2 is now live. I really actually should try it's that. It's free? Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because, because Sony 
love the players. Also their money. Uh, Phantom Dust will take up an ex- estimated 8 gigabytes of hard drive space when the remaster launches. Uh, the dev tweeted today that they found non-compressed versions of all the game's cinematic. I also saw a rumor on NeoGAF that they anticipated it'll come out before E3. Oh, please. I need to toss things at people and you're, oh, it's going to be awesome. Digital only, I would that, imagine. Yeah, that's uh, a fake leak of Sony's E3 press conference appeared today, and it had way too much good shit in it to be real. It was basically like a you know a spreadsheet with a bunch of names. Uh, the names included Death Stranding, Kingdom Hearts 3, Final Fantasy 7 Remaster, Chapter 1, Resistance 4, and Bloodborne 2. The giveaway that it was fake, Resistance. beyond the fact that all of that is way too good to be true, Bloodborne 2 in particular, is they'd had a game listed called Call of Duty Chemical <laughs> Warfare, which is, if that turns out to be true... Wow. <laughs> that is... They'd be pretty sad. They're completely out of ideas. Well, they well they went to Infinite Warfare. I don't know where they're going next. It's actually uh, based in the sixties. They're going to Rapture again. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'd like to see as a child of like the eighties and nineties? I'd like to see uh, Call of Duty Desert Storm just fighting around those burning oil wells. Well, right see, the, the hardest part of that game is when you get back and you're really sick, and you know the government did it to you, and they just snow. They just uh. Yeah, they, they cut funding for your health care, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Test of Storm Syndrome? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, Wonder Boy, the Dragon's Trap, has added Wonder Girl as a playable character. That's cool. Uh, Record Definitive Edition has been rated for Xbox One. Did that game actually even get DLC? Um, I, I don't know. I also... I know everyone immediately stopped talking about that's it. That's because that's it was right. no good. I actually finished that yeah. game, and yeah... Nobody cares. Nobody should Record care. Record downloadable content. Record DLC. Record's missing fifth robot coming as DLC. Better be free. And not that I care enough to play it, but yeah, that was not... That game was not worth a definitive edition. No, thank you. Oh, that's sad. Uh, Flint Hook will score a physical edition on PS4, available April 14th through Limited Run Games. Uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night's Wii U version has officially been cancelled. Any Switch version has officially been confirmed. Ooh, I guess we can switch that. Change that. Because, I, I, I mean, I kickstarted that and put in for the Xbox One version. I'd sooner have that on my Switch. Usually they have a poll somewhere towards the end. And, like, the thing is, I completely ignore my Kickstarter emails when they show up. So, do I. so I could have been asked for my mailing address for backer rewards, like, repeatedly and just never Yeah, I never opened those. I figured they're trying to get me to do other stuff, so <laughs> I should check that. No, it's it's usually just updating you on how the projects. Well, so they come pretty regularly for Bloodstained. Like every couple of mm-hmm. weeks, I get something. I should start reading those. Yep. I get them all the time for um, Indivisible. Oh God, when's that coming uh, out? Oh, this it doesn't have an ETA. Now that it's Bloodstained, it'll take a while, man. That's hand drawn. That's hand drawn. That's real. I still don't believe Red Dead, Red Dead whatever is coming out. This year. <laughs> it is. I believe it is. I believe. I also believe in Santa Claus. Anyway, and the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you're closer than the rest of us. You probably have more intel. That's true. He yeah. gets there first before he gets tired. Yeah. Reindeer stables fucking reek. <laughs> uh, Kickstarted Ghouls and Ghosts like game Battle Princess Madeline has earned over $130,000 on Kickstarter, which is 20000 short of its Vita stretch goal. Uh, the Vita version is the only port in all the stretch goals. There were like literally a dozen stretch goals prior to the Vita one. The Vita is the last one. And none of those prior ones had anything to do with platforms. The initial $60,000 they were asking for was to get it ported from PC to uh, the Switch, Wii U, PS4, and Xbox One. Why they would put it on the Wii U, I can't fucking imagine, but there are 22 more days to go in the campaign, so it's probably going to hit that 150000 So I hadn't even heard of that game until I watched that video, and yeah, I think I might be kind of sold on that. It yeah, looks really like, good. It doesn't look bad. 
the thing is, like, I, to me, if that actually does come out on Vita, I will just be more pissed off that Hyperlight Drifter and Galaxy happens. <laughs> <laughs> because, because I, I, like, oh, I still feel so shitty about Hyperlight The fact Drifter. that that, in the Kickstarter, he had his daughter right there, it's just so cute. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I really, wow. like, I wonder how much of that is actually true. I don't know. Because she she is adorable, and you know that, like, putting her right there in the video mm-hmm. and having her say, thank you, yeah. and thank you for watching at the end, it's like, I can't, I want Madeline to live her dream. <laughs> Here, have some money, <laughs> you know? I'm sure, sure you're a little... Keeping the mortgage on this house. <laughs> <laughs> this is the face. This is the face that saved our marriage. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, CD Projekt Red CEO said this week on a sequel to The Witcher 3, quote, it would be unfair to fans not to make one. We have been working in this universe for more than a decade now, and I do not think it's going to be the end of it. It is still early to talk about it, but we have not forgotten this series. You know, I'm so done with Geralt, but let's make a game about, um, I forget her name now. Oh, yeah, the Silver Yes, Fairy. Alex, yeah, help me, what's her name? Uh, Siri. Siri, yes. yes let's Siri. have a game about Siri. Siri, what, what's the name of the ki- uh, girl with the white hair in Witcher 3? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I'm not uh, proud of it. <laughs> that was good. I liked it. Uh, the Icky Tucson DLC came to Senran Kagura last week, and they're okay. They're, they're okay. Um, one of them is kind of like a prat falling brawler who her her ults are always like you know super powerful, but then she like falls on her ass and has to get up because she's clumsy. Mm. One of them is like super fast kicks, and she feels really really good to control. She's very mobile. Uh, the one with the spear in the images that I tend to use. She feels very powerful, but her super moves don't, mm. because they are they are very specific to targeting a specific point, and if your enemy gets knocked out of that point, she'll continue to do the rest of the move and hit nothing. Uh, also, they don't have any, like, super ninja mode. There is no, like, uh, become more powerful but have lower defense or, you know, gain access to super moves and different combos. They just have their kind of default form, and it's relatively boring compared to the core Kagura girls. Mm. Uh, a private job description has been leaked that indicates the evil within will get a sequel. That surprises me, but I'll take it. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was Japanese, so I couldn't actually look uh, at it. I hope, you know, I hope it's better. Yeah. The Evil Within had a yeah, lot of good nice. going for it. I mean, I did enjoy yes. it. It was a better Resident Evil game than, than any Resident Evils prior to Resident Evil 7, so... Yeah. yeah, for sure. But it was, I don't know. It was a it, weird mess. I didn't know where it was going. Yeah, yeah, the pa- the pacing was weird. The, the uh, yeah. Yeah, there was that but, whole like but, VR I'll, I'll weird admit. thing going on towards the end, where they're plugged into something else. Like, where the hell is this going? So, I don't know. But the opening three hours, I fucking yeah. loved. Yeah, that was good yeah. stuff. Yeah, really and was. like the the villain was shit, but the way you found out more information about him was interesting. Oh yeah. That makes me want to talk about Horizon, but I'm not going. To. <laughs> uh, Kicks. Oh, was that villain shit? I had no idea. <laughs> what? I had it. I had an inkling. Oh, the the villain in Horizon? That he... guy no, that guy is just a tool. Like he is he is he is a tentacle of what is actually coming. And the actual villain who I Spoilers. You never actually meet in the game. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers, is um every all through the, the spoiler threads for Horizon, people are saying this pers- this character's name is my favorite video game villain of all time now. Okay, see, now why don't you just open with that? That's because, all I need. Man, That's I've all been, I need. I've been telling you this for weeks. That the villain's great? <laughs> the story is great. Like, okay. the, I, there's all kinds of stuff that I haven't talked about about the story because I don't want to even begin to spoil it. But it talks about, 
the climate of our world today and it, it 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 discusses the dangers of that and it takes it to a very potentially real place and a fantastical place and all so the, the singularity little, oh no i'm okay, not saying nothing cool. about a sing, i'm not saying nothing about a singularity okay. um you see, but you've made that assumption, right? And the fact that the answer is not, and I don't even want to say that it's not that, but it's not that. But, but <laughs> the, an, the answer more interesting, yeah. is kind of always a little bit surprising to you, and the why of it is always a little bit surprising, or it is so kind of reasonable, and you could so see it happening that it makes it all the more, oh, it's so good. Anyway. I do like Ashley Birch a lot. The acting's, well, they're doing the best they, get, they, they can do. Yeah, she um, she doesn't get... That that's another thing where I where I would say I wish Aloy had more personality because the moments where she shows personality, like where the where you get to the lodge and the blonde kid who threw the rock at you when you when you were a kid is getting all on your face and you shut him down and he says something like, uh, "Oh yeah, well I'm going to surprise you." And she goes, "Oh, are you going to shut up? Because that would be a surprise." Yeah, that was good. Yeah, like when she has those little moments. Oh, you're so good. <laughs> see, I see now with spoilers. I love how they. I hated those kids. Like mm-hmm. it's like it's the real obvious like Harry Potter setup. Oh look, yes. here's the bully. Oh look, Malfoy, here's, literally here's a the the confidant. And I'm like, and then they all die. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that shit coming. Uh, that was the right move. Yeah, the the narrative I think is um, what I think is the strongest aspect of the game is it is a open world game in which the action is as good or if not better than a dedicated. Uh, linear action type. Yeah, the Radiant gameplay is nuts. It's fantastic. No two fights are the same at all. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. Right. But sometimes, within... sometimes you stealth them all and it's no sweat. Sometimes you're just getting some real deep shit and you die. You didn't see that coming. But within within that incredible amount of freedom and variety, the mechanics themselves are good enough to build a whole game off of. All right, all right. Like, it's Rain not... it in. Rain it in. Uh, Kickstarted action RPG shyness has gone gold. Uh, Nintendo has upped its planned manufacturing of the Nintendo Nintendo Switch from its original 8 million expected units to 16 million units in the next fiscal year. I think some hit their New York store. I mean, their stores are trickling out here and there and then selling out immediately. But they're out there if you're lucky. Yeah, I, I think someone yeah. said it was on par to uh, to kind of meet the performance of the Wii, which would be fucking huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Outlast 2 has been banned in Australia due to, quote, implied sexual violence. I never click on anything because I don't want to know. You're not going to play that, are you? I will. The next horror game I play is either going to be a Dead Space game or a sequel to Alien Isolation. (sighs) It's not going to happen. Or I'll just... Dead Space. Uh, Guilty Gear Relevator 2 launches on May 26th in North America. The digital upgrade on PSN is uh, 20 bucks if you own the PSN version of... That's pretty reasonable, and then and that's mm-hmm. different from what from Arc System Works usually does. They're they're kind of had a habit yes. of releasing a new game for sixty bucks every year, so a twenty dollar upgrade is pretty good. I'll take it. Um, Momodora Reverie Under the Moonlight has been rated for Vita, but the publisher only says a Vita port is quote being considered. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn sold through two point six million units in its first two weeks. Those are discs and digital. Uh, sold directly to consumers, not to just, you know, ship to, like, a Best Buy or something. Uh, Guerrilla Games Managing Director Herman Hulse said Guerrilla is already working on a story expansion, though no other details about this were disclosed. Uh, I think even they were surprised how successful it was. I, yeah, I watched, uh, I don't remember what the video was. Or maybe it was just, no, I think it was that article on Gixel, 
talking about how they've, you know, they've done characters that they feel are iconic with, like, the Hellgast. There is something kind of iconic about that image mm. of, like, the Nazi soldier with the, with the red, red, red eyes. But with Aloy, they created this character, and the character was immediately kind of taken and embraced by a fan community mm. months before the game came out. With, like, you know, people doing fan art, people doing cosplay, people well, wanting really specific details for cosplay. How many and, redheads with dreads have you met? Um, Sticks in your head. Two. Anyway. And he uh, dated both of them. Ah! No, no, no. I, I, I tried with her. She was Irish. <laughs> oh, she was Irish. Good. She had terrible teeth, but she had freckles, and she had the accent, and she... Uh, and she yeah. could drink you under the table. Oh, damn right. <laughs> um... The Vita Port of Mercenary Kings and Sultan Sanctuary were both reconfirmed this week. Uh, a tweet from Tribute uh, today, or no, no, it was a couple days ago, was a GIF of the game's title screen running on the Vita with the words, It's not done yet, but it is coming. And just today, the official Ska Studios Twitter account fired off uh, just a pixelated image of the Vita. They have been talking lately about um, that the Vita Port is kind of coming soon, but they still refuse to actually give a date. Uh, so, fingers crossed on that. And, uh... Oh yeah, uh, Salt and Sanctuary. Um, it remains cross-buy when the Vita port comes out. It will be cross-buy with the PS4 version. Cross-save will not work. Mm. But Scott Studios have approached Nintendo about a Switch port. That'd Very be cool. cool. Yeah. And those are the headlines. Alright, so I've been rushing the boys along a little bit because we kind of teased at a subject we wanted to talk about. At least I did. And I'm bullying them into it because, okay. Um, oh, please. I'm out of material. So, where... We, we, we mentioned a couple weeks ago, you know, great endings or ending sequences to games. So I brought up to them on Monday, I, I gave them homework. And I said, excluding Mass Effect 2 and Red Dead Redemption, give me your top three endings of games. Whether it be a final boss, or the last level, or the last sequence, or even credits, what sticks Oh, if I can you? go with credits. Yeah. Doom. Doom? The credits for Doom were fucking amazing. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Yeah. So, um, Alex sent me a list, and I sent him the list, but Chance never did, and he didn't, honestly said he didn't know where he was going to end and land on this, so I'm very curious what you've come Actually, up no, with. No, they're, they're, old, they're old favorites. That's fine. And I was, I was kind of disappointed with my list because it all seems kind of predictable to me. The first one is Alice Madness Returns. Okay. Okay, I played that. That was really good. I remember that. Yes. That was a good ending, yeah. Yeah, and the the turn the only good part of the game. No, well, no, come on now, no. No, there was there was a lot in the game that was good, but there was a lot in the game that was wrong. Yes. Mainly the pacing and the sheer volume of content, which is generally not a bad thing. But anyway, <clears throat> the uh, the kind of turn at the end of Alice Madness Returns is that the thing that sparked the fire that consumed uh, Alice's home when she was a child. Uh, was the fact that she discovered that a trusted family friend had been sexually abusing her younger sister. And this revelation at the end of Alice Madness Returns colors the entire game that came before it in a different light. Because you see all these things that are suggestive of, uh, first of all, survivor's guilt, uh, the guilt Alice felt for not protecting her sister, and kind of horror at the concept of sexuality. And once this is revealed at the end, all the shit that you saw for the last, I guess it was 20 hours, that was a long-ass game. Yeah, it really longer was. than it needed to be, yeah. Way longer than it needed to be. But with that revelation, it comes into meaningful focus. And it redefines everything that came before it for the past 20 hours. Um, 
that was, I would say, one of the more kind of profound ending turns. Is Alice? Was that still American McGee, or was he out on that one? No, that was that, that was, was him. still him. That was okay. Spicy Horse. Okay, yeah. that was Spicy Horse. What the next? Yeah, one? let's do all three of yours, then we'll or whatever you got, and <clears> move <throat> on each. Okay. Now I made a big deal about uh, this one on the blog, but still to this day, I think one of the greatest ending moments in any game is uh, Ellie turning to Isaac Clarke at the end of Dead Space 2 as he's staring at her and going, what? Yep. <laughs> Such a great comedy beat. <laughs> it is. and it, But it's not just a comedy beat. It's also a horror beat because for our listeners, if you haven't played Dead Space, the first Dead Space ends with a jump scare where Isaac has defeated the immortal undead alien menace that is trying to destroy this, you know, whatever. And he gets into a, uh, and he's been haunted the entire game by the specter or the vision of his uh, his wife or girlfriend, who we now understand to be dead. And he gets into a little shuttle to blast off from the from the planet, escape the planet after he's destroyed this thing. And he launches off and he breaks free of the atmosphere and the chunk of the planet that had been held up by a mining ship crashes down into the planet and destroys almost everything there. And finally, for the first time in the game, he takes off his helmet, and we see his very plain, normal human face, and he just kind of breathes a sigh of relief, and then he, and then <laughs> out of the seat next to him, the specter of his dead wife screams in his face, and that's the end of it. And then Dead Space 2 happens, and you go through all these adventures in Dead Space 2, and he meets this woman named Ellie, and together they survive, and together they destroy the great big evil. And then they sit down in the shuttle to launch and to get away from the space station where they spent the entire game. Isaac sits down in his chair, takes off his helmet, and he is exhausted. And he breathes a sigh of relief. And he looks over to the passenger chair, and there's Ellie. And she looks at him, and he goes, what? And it's this incredible moment that ties the two games together with such simplicity and it reminds us that Ellie like even though she's been through this Ellie will never understand how horrific that moment is for Isaac and <laughs> how it recalls the worst moments of his life and it's just oh it's fucking beautiful I, fucking I took it as an apology for the jump scare no I didn't it's I didn't. a callback I, I it it's a, a great callback it's, yeah, it's yeah. a brilliant callback and uh, it rewards you I'll for paying say, attention is what it does yeah yes and I will uh, I got one more but I will briefly say everything from the microwave hallway up until the end of the snake versus liquid fight in, in Metal four? Gear Solid 4 yeah I especially yeah. I mean the end of 4 when he's standing there when he thinks he's gonna die from the fox die virus and mm. and Big Boss shows up I was like holy shit <laughs> Big Boss is there he's still alive oh my gosh but yeah the so so Metal Gear Solid 4 I think deserves yes, a show absolutely. but First, like I was, I was kind of crawling through a bunch of games, and I, what I, what I really want to include is uh, Joel turning to Ellie at the end of The Last mm -hmm. of Us and saying, "I swear," and she says, and lying and lying to yeah. her. Um, I think that is really one of the most powerful moments, and that is that is a real art in games moment because the viewer depending on the viewer, can look at that uh, moment in very different terms. It can completely redefine how you see Joel and Ellie in their relationship. To some people, Joel is an absolute fucking monster. And to me, that was a great sacrifice on Joel's part to protect this girl that he has come to love. 
And it, I, it didn't feel selfish to me. It felt like the most fatherly, selfless thing he'd ever done. Uh, but that's just me, and other people have a very, very different reaction to that. Uh, I think I think Joel saying I swear is probably uh, the most artful, beautiful, high shoots for the stars and reaches it ending. I am really curious as to see where their relationship went, because we're going to get to know with Last of Us mm-hmm. Two. How does Ellie treat Joel? What I mean, what happened to them after the fact? I'm really curious as to where they go with that. And you know, I think she knows. Oh, I think Ellie knows that Joel's lying. That's my opinion. I that's my belief too. I I really do believe that. Also, and oh yeah, because if she if she didn't know he was lying, I don't think she ever would have even asked the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing I forgot to put in the headlines is Uncharted Lost Legacy confirmed comes out 2017. Yeah, it's actually on the Yay. cover of Game Informer. There's an article in there that yeah. I really need to read about it so cool all right i'll go next alex you can close up with yours um mm-hmm. my honorable mention is uh i actually li- really like the end of metal gear solid 3 with the the the, oh, the yeah. final thought with, yeah. with, with with boss in the white flowers mm-hmm. and then she dies and then and then big boss or, and it doesn't end until you pull it yes through. and then naked snake standing in front of the the um the headstone that says something like a, like a patriot who died for her country or something like that and he just salutes the the headstone. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a military man. But he man. won't shake the president's hand. Yeah. I'm not a military man, you know, but I respect that kind of honor, if that makes sense. Just that, mm. that she did this for her country because. <laughs> Johnson wouldn't have really t- taken that shit. He would have been so mad. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I got to go back to my list here. I, I, when I was thinking of this, I, I went kind of old school on these because I, I think back, I thought back to games I played a long time ago. And if it's a game whose mm-hmm. ending I still remember, that means it left some sort of impact on me. So we're going way back here, and I'm saying the ending sequence of Super Castlevania 4. Okay. Which is, Super Castlevania 4 is basically a retelling or a redo of the original Castlevania just done for the Super Nintendo. And I swear they had magic in that cart because the music in that game is so good. But yeah. the ending sequence takes you through this gauntlet of four bosses. You fight a guy with a pointy nose and a spear, and then you fight a bat, and then you fight Death, and he looks really, really cool. And then after you beat Death, you walk up the stairs, and you walk through a hallway. And as you pass through the hallway, the torches light behind you in sequence. And you go up the stairs, just like you did in the first game, and there's Dracula. And there's this purple lightning around the room. And you fight him in a very similar sequence to the original Castlevania. He doesn't turn into this giant demon. He kind of gets harder and harder and harder. But when you get to the last stage of his fight and he's filling the screen with giant bolts of lightning, the music changes back to Belmont's theme. And it's like kind of like the Guile theme from Street Fighter. Like, okay, Simon can do this. He's going to knock it out, and he does. So there's not a lot of narrative there, but the progression from the, between those four bosses up the hallway to Dracula's fight, I remember playing this as a child, and my parents cared nothing for video games, they were sitting there watching as my brother and I went through this over and over again because there was something just visually captivating about the progression and then the Dracula fight itself. And I mean, I, rem- I, mean, I was, I don't know how old I was, 10, 12, 13 maybe when this came out. I still remember it. I, I-, I wish they made more linear Castlevania games or they re- re-released that one somewhere so I could play it again. Because that was, I mean, it was Konami back when Konami was infallible. Which they were at one point in time. 
Yeah, I was trying to come up with endings from when I was a kid and coming up empty, but I wanted to say Okami because I loved the thing it did where it revisited all the people you mm -hmm. met. But really, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That one's good. That one's good. Um, second one was a game that I, I, I sent this list out and Chance says, says I've never even heard of that game, which made me feel good. Yeah, because, I, I just Googled it. Yep. So way back in the day, Square used to make more than just RPGs, and this was before they were Square Enix. They were just Square. They made a really good side-scrolling slash vertical-scrolling slash kind of 3D, three-quarters view shooter called Einhander. And every shooter has its hook. Einhander's hook was that you could attach a weapon to the top and bottom of your ship. And the plot for most of the levels is a very generic plot of you're fighting against this alien invasion or fighting against some other, you know, maybe even colonies from a different part of Earth. And then you finish in the second to last level and your ship's a wreck. You beat what you thought was the last level and you are immediately betrayed by your forces. And suddenly you have all the other ships like like yours attacking you and there's no explanation and it fades to black and there's this little crawl saying you know i barely in 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 very poorly translated english it's talking about how i barely survived and my the only thing that kept me going was revenge and then it flips around and the last sequence is you all powered up fighting against all your old allies and it's just this wonderful revenge sequence and this beautiful story beat that you would never expect in basically a Gradius game. Yeah. And I, I, I went through, and before I talked about him, I watched all the endings again of, of the three, and I put them on my blog in case you want to see them. And mm. the, the game didn't, I mean, it's a PS1 game, so it didn't age all that well. Super Nintendo games aged so much better than PS1 games. Oh my god. Because yeah. sprite work like, is eternal. Aside, outside of like Insomniac or Metal Gear Solid or... Anything with no, that. you even go back and look at Metal Gear Solid One. It's like, yeah. what the fuck were we thinking? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I went back, back and watched it. Spyro held up pretty well. I went back and watched it. It's pretty ugly now, but you can kind of get the point where it's out of nowhere. You've got this beautiful revenge story, and you win. You destroy all the Earth things, and then you leave because you won. So, fuck you. exactly. So the third one, and I've talked a little bit about this game before, is the ending of Shadow Hearts Covenant. There was this wonderful time in the late PS1, early PS2 era when JRPGs were plentiful and of good quality. It was not just Square putting them out. They were, everybody, you know, had them. I don't, I don't remember who the publisher of, of Shadow Hearts was. I should look it up. Where you didn't wait a decade in between persona. Yeah, I mean, it's, JRPGs were out, and then some of them are good, and some of them are bad, and they all had slightly different takes on it. And to explain this one, I kind of have to go back to the first Shadow Hearts. Shadow Hearts, visually, is kind of the red-headed stepchild of the Final Fantasies. It doesn't look as good as the Final Fantasy games. Um, like it, it's peers would be 10 and 12. It doesn't look as good as that. Um, they just didn't have the money to throw at it. But it had interesting characters, and, and the, the monster design was pretty good. It had a much darker story and a much darker feel for the, for the first two games, anyway. The third Shadow Hearts I never finished because it kind of lost its way. It also had a very Mario RPG aspect to the combat where you hit a button at the right time, and it does more damage. So it keeps you invested. So... The first Shadow Hearts opens on a train, and you meet Alice, who you can tell is important because she's wearing all white and looks very pretty. <laughs> uh, later on, you find out that she's a rather powerful magic user. It's all present-day stuff, not present-day, but like, like 1920s, 1930s. So she's on a train, and a guy in a top hat shows up and just starts massacring people on the train for no particular reason. And then you meet the main good guy, who's Yuri, who you learn later is kind of like a half-human, half-demon kind of a thing. And she saves Alice... 
And by the end of the game, the two of them are an item. Alice and Yuri are in love, and they're a couple. The beginning of Shadowheart's Covenant is Yuri, and Alice has passed away. And Yuri is now this angry, bitter man. Right at the outset of the game, he is cursed. And the curse is going to, as it progresses, slowly but surely eat away his soul. He will lose his mind. He will lose his memories. He will lose his identity. And when the curse is finished, he will not die. But Yuri will be gone. He will just be a body, basically. So the whole game is him fighting with the idea of losing himself. At the end, you've saved the world. And I don't remember all the specifics, because it was a long time ago. But he is faced with a choice of living and losing himself, or staying behind and dying with his memories of Alice. And he chooses to stay behind. His, all his friends leave. There's the female lead in Covenant, whose her name is Karen, who begins to care for him, but more in a sibling way. They, don't really, they aren't really a, a romantic couple. Leaves last. And Yuri is left behind. The arrow disappear, and the battlefield begins to implode, and he is impaled from behind through the chest by this by a giant spike of, of, of rock, and it breaks his necklace and it kind of goes black and it comes back and you're kind of, now you're in Yuri's head seeing what he sees you know, as he dies and the sky opens and Alice shows up and she was not even in this game like her ghost comes down takes him by the hand and goes out into wherever so Yuri chose to die as himself rather than to lose his memories Okay, that's pretty fucking great. And then, and I mean, this 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 hits me hard personally because my family has a history of dementia, so I have this to look forward to. Probably, my my great grandmother and my grandfather both their minds betrayed them before their bodies were ready to go. So this this idea of having to choose: do you die with dignity as yourself, or live as a shell? After the credits the universe does right by Yuri. And it's not clear if this is like the final moments of life or if this actually happens, but he's back at the train station from the first game before he meets Alice. So the game world allows him to relive his happiest moments as kind of a gift for doing well. So it's an ending that, that never, that never leaves me that, that, has never really been equal because it's got a personal connection and because it was a callback between two games. It was close. I mean, I almost threw Brothers on here and Chance and I have had this fight that he thinks I think, he thinks I think Brothers is overrated. I, I loved Brothers. The ending sequence of Brothers okay is pretty brothers. close. He's overrated. Um, but yeah, Shadowheart's Covenant still for JRPG, I mean, not even for JRPGs, for any ending at all, it's just, it, I mean, it chokes me up just to think about it, so. That was fun. <laughs> um, it was developed by a studio called Sacknoth, <laughs> which has done almost nothing, nothing else. They made a third game that 
lost the balance. The first Shadow Hearts was very dark, and the second one understood that you need some levity, levity in there. So you had this vampire wrestler who who fought with a giant column, and he was funny. He was great. The third game, the third game went too far into the silliness and lost the darkness of the game, mm. and I never even finished it. It just was not the same kind of a thing. So, Alex, what do you got? What what do I have? Um, I chose more of like a. You know what? No, there isn't really a theme. Um, <laughs> I just went with like what I thought was like not just like the best like ending ending, but like had a decent like finale leading up yeah. to it. <laughs> so I went with Final Fantasy VI. Okay. The entire final act is just the best part of that game. The team is broken up. You got to get the band back together and save the world. It's it's one of the only games that really earns that tonal shift. From like you know like a sort of like a cheerier high fantasy to like a dystopia. And they were doing this in 1994. This is, okay, refresh my memory. Yeah. This is after Kefka ends the world, basically, right? Yeah, and you're just flying around. Okay, and you had to find... Trying to find everybody. When you when the game picks up after that, who are you controlling? Is it Locke? Uh, no, I think it's uh, Celeste. Celeste, that's right. And she washes up that's on right. the That's right, you're taking care of that dude in the house. Yep, yep, okay. And that's sad. That's just like... Just feeding an old man that's slowly dying. This is... I forgot about that. Well, then there's the ending sequence after they defeat Kefka, where they're all trying to work together to get off that island or whatever they're on. But not just that. Like, like for the whole dungeon, you have to, like, make up three away to yes. you to figure out, okay, who works best together and who can I deal without the most? And, like, that was, like, a great just mechanical way of wrapping things That's up. That's why I disqualified Mass Effect 2, because I really think that ending was awesome. <laughs> it's it's too awesome. Yeah. It's the, the only other... It's this other best mechanical finale I've ever yeah. seen. yeah. No one's they they couldn't even do it nope. again. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then Arkham City. All right, so agreed. Best Joker death I think there's ever gonna be. Best Joker Batman scene ever. Yeah, I think. I mean, the Clayface reveal kind of came out of nowhere. That, I don't know. He's, yeah, he's, that, he's that's just, neither here nor there. It's not about that. It's about the conversation that Batman yeah, has with Joker. I know, but okay, okay. <laughs> Clayface is such a great villain, they should have used him more. If they're going to use him, come on, use him. Give me a little less yeah. croc, a little more Clayface. But yeah, you're but right. he shows up nowhere in that Clayface? Game, except for the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, there's no clue that it's him until you're actually there. But like the way like it sets up, um, he goes strange, he's like the fall guy, but he seems like he's in charge most of the time. Yeah. I thought it was well done. Well, and that, that's the that's pretty funny line, right? I, you know, after yeah. all this, I would have saved you. That's pretty funny. Yeah, oh, just Mark Hamill's cough laughing. Just oh, yes. so good. That actually is <coughs> hey, <buddy>. pretty funny. <laughs> well, then the way he, the way he carries him out and like lays yeah. him on the hood of the car in front of all the cops. Reverentially. And yeah. nobody says that anything. That game is over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After that. there's like, I didn't even like that Robin DLC. It felt kind of sacrilegious. Ugh, I never even played that. Yeah, no, I, I didn't touch it. I love the Catwoman content, but yeah, never touched that. Yeah. Never even played the Harley DLC for the last one, because the last one sucked, kind of. It really did. That kind of did. I like the back. I kind of want to go back, but, yeah. I tried to go back, couldn't make it through it. I got about halfway through. Did it ever get better on PC, like the performance? No, they gave up, and <laughs> they they offered a <laughs> refund, and I took it. There you go. They offered a full refund for anyone that bought it, because they just threw in the towel. Almost honorable. But, I did love John Noble as a Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. You did a good job. 
Yeah, he didn't have a lot to work with, but what was there, he sold. I think the Riddler parts of that game were the weakest of the Riddler bits. I didn't like that stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it really was. And like, really... Yeah, okay, if we start bitching about Arkham. Yeah, we'll <laughs> okay. Oh, I know. At least you, said the, 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 uh, you don't even get to fight Riddler. you got to find all his shit to even see him again, and it's just, I'm not going to do that game. Nope. Nope. Yeah. And your third? My favorite game ending of all time is Persona 4. All right, so I never finished Persona 4. You're going to have to help me out on this It ends a lot. It does end a lot. (laughs) There are a lot of endings. The first ending I found, I just basically just, I was skipping dialogue. I didn't really give a shit what was happening. And the ending ends with basically everything sucking. Nanako dies. The world sucks. You don't figure out who the murderer is. And I'm just like, how the hell do I get past that? You got to basically just like from like a arbitrary point where you're trying to uh, talk to the fall guy for the murders. You have to, like, stop and say, hey, wait, this evidence doesn't add up. Who could have really done this? And honestly, it loses points because the mystery doesn't really make any goddamn sense. Mm. If you are paying attention, you've got nothing to work with. Mm. But, like, when you read the facts yep. and stuff, and, like, you follow, like, you know, the the scant, like, amount of evidence, like, you had no reason to suspect who did it. Not really. Hmm. Yes, that's true. Again, that's what kind of makes it like a shitty mystery. What makes it a great game story is that it forces you to pay attention to the dialogue, listen to the characters, and figure out a way to basically get the good ending. And then you get that good ending. There's a whole other dungeon. There's a couple more bosses. And you're like, great. I We killed the fog. We did this. We fixed this shit. And you get a happy ending. But that's still not the not real the fucking ending. ending. It keeps fucking going. It ends up going back to like the first person that shook hands with you in town. It's apparently a thunder goddess. I did just, just go with it. And then you get <laughs> one more dungeon and a amazing, just grueling final fight. Grueling is the right word. But not impossible. Like you know no. where you're screwed up. So Or you should try harder. And then after all that shit, you get like the happiest possible ending, and then you get the best end credits in game history. Hmm. It's so pretty. And for the very first time, you hear the lyrics to the rap-up music that's been playing every time you, like, become, like, best friends with someone. You're like, holy shit, that song is lyrics. Holy shit, this end credits is gorgeous. This is the first end credits to a video game that I think actually gives a shit. That's not just a text crawl. Did you have to go back and replay the game to get these other endings, or was it you could continue going on? Uh, I had a a backup. Yeah, you had to load an earlier save. Yeah, I got real lucky. And it takes, like, a hundred hours. Like, it's not a small investment. No. Well, good luck on five, yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, apparently it's just the shit. Yeah, no, it's, people are saying good things. You guys heard about Nier Automata's endings? Oh, well, I guess there's, like, 30 of them or something like that. Well, okay, here's here's the thing. You you play as 2B, right? The girl in the gothic Lolita dress. Mm-hmm. You, you beat the game, and you get the credits. Then, if you continue playing, you now play as 9S, the little boy she runs around the entire game with. And he has slightly different combat abilities. Then when you beat the game as him, you come back as another girl, a different girl. And and by the way, when you're playing 9S, you're playing through the same story you just played with 2B, but from his perspective. Hmm. Then, 
you beat it again with him, and then you come back as another girl who has slightly different combat abilities, and you and apparently at that point the story gets really good. <laughs> okay, so it's like a new game plus thing. Well, it's not. No, it's not a new game plus. Really, the campaign is three characters long. It just spins it that this is A ending, this is B ending, that's C ending. That, there's some arrogance oh. to that. I don't know if I like that. That um... yeah, me neither. And ba- based on what I played of it, no. Because this feels like an open world game where the combat is okay, and after Horizon and Dying Light, that's not good enough See, for me. See, the first Nier did oh, that too. Light. You beat it, and then yeah. you play it again, and you can understand what the monsters are saying, and apparently it becomes all tragic. I mean, I liked Nier, but not enough to play it twice. So, yeah, that's a shame. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I'm all, I'm, I'm split. Well, well, you didn't have, you had, you had Okami on there. I did. I think we've already talked about it, though. Yeah, well, we we just touched briefly on it. Like, I just I just said Okami was going to be on my list. Okay, Okami deserves to be in this conversation. Okay. Because it made me cry. End of story. Well, then I'm putting Brothers back on there, so there. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear about that shit. <laughs> How could you not love Brothers? What is wrong with you? The gameplay was boring. It was aesthetically beautiful, but what you actually do to progress your way through that story was boring. But then it circles back around, and you're controlling the dead brother, and you're like, oh, this is awesome. There is no development to the characters, and you don't control the dead brother. You control the one who lives. But you control the dead... But you end up controlling the one who lives. Oh, yeah, you push the button that's associated with the dead brother, and that gives you the strength to swim. Yes! Yes, well, yeah, no, that was a nice moment. It was a nice moment. That was a nice, nice moment. moment. It was a, br- it, okay, no, to be honest, it was a brilliant yeah. moment, but it was a brilliant moment that I had to play the rest of that fucking game to get to. The game, game was three hours to. long, so put up with it. It sucked. Oh, it was a shitty three God. hours. No, you know what, saying, saying that three hours spent without pleasure is, is worth spending with your leisure time is, is the statement of someone who has just never had really bad sex. And it can happen, I, man. I, it can fucking happen. Okay. And let me tell you, this game gives it a run for its money. See, okay, I've been married for how many years? Without explaining any further, it happens. Anyway. No, there's a difference between like, eh, and like, whoa, I'm never touching that well, again. Well, that's true. I've, I've never been <laughs> there's so a difference. off by... Yeah. Uh, I've never been staying. Like, but anyway, that's... <laughs> I, I, I think the term for that is pussy boogers. But anyway, um, <laughs> we have now veered way off topic. That, that's a fun new word. Thank you. <laughs> I, 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 I shan't that. repeat it. You can use that for whatever you mm. like. Chance, thank you for talking and indulging my gift, topic. Can I say? Alex, thank you for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this trip down memory lane. We will see everybody in a week. I am. <laughs>